Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.comslash wonder. Sam Bankman Freed is a terrible client. Criminal defendants often decline to testify at trial for fear of incriminating themselves. For FTX founder Sam Bankman Freed, that could be the best option. By Joel Khalili. In the weeks after Sam Bankman Freed's FTX crypto exchange began to crumble last November, he chose to ignore the most basic piece of legal advice, say nothing or risk incriminating yourself. He took media interviews, he appeared on podcasts, he tweeted incessantly, he started his own substack. He promised to testify in front of Congress, though he was arrested before he got the chance. Starting today, Bankman Freed will stand trial in a New York court accused of seven separate counts of fraud against customers, investors, and lenders. FTX collapsed after users tried to withdraw their money from the exchange but were unable to because the Department of Justice alleges Bankman Freed had funneled the money into a sibling business, Alameda Research, where it was spent on high-risk crypto trades, debt repayments, personal loans, luxury purchases, and other company expenses. The trial, whose outcome will mean little for crypto businesses or the people who lost money in FTX, has already garnered plenty of public attention. The prosecution's witnesses will include victims of the exchange's collapse and Bankman Freed's one-time paramour, former Alameda CEO Caroline Ellison. It may seem intuitive that Bankman Freed, the protagonist, should have a speaking role, but his lawyers might well advise him to plead the Fifth Amendment and decline to testify. In his public appearances before his arrest, Bankman Freed characterized the situation as one big mistake. There was negligence, he admits, but no criminal intent to defraud. But his attempts to explain away the allegations could create headaches for his legal team in court. As the defense, the objective is to create an immaculate narrative, says Jason Alagrante, chief legal officer at crypto custody firm Fireblocks, to present the best narrative the facts will support. But when Bankman Freed began defending himself in the media and court of public opinion, he risked introducing into the public record a lot of information and material that can be used against him. As the trial progresses, Bankman Freed's defense team will need to take those same risks into consideration in deciding who to place on the stand. Bankman Freed's trial will last four to six weeks. First, the prosecution will lay out its case, calling all its witnesses, from FTX customers to investors to alleged co-conspirators. Then the defense will choose how to respond. Under the U.S. justice system, the prosecution must demonstrate guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. 
Therefore, a viable defense strategy, says Jordan Estes, partner at law firm Kramer Levin, is to just poke holes in the government's case and decline to offer up any additional witnesses. Whether Bankman-Fried takes the stand or not will only be decided, says Estes, once the strength of the prosecution's case becomes clear. He is by no means required to testify. It's his decision, we'll just have to wait and see, she says. If the government's case isn't going well, if they call witnesses that don't appear very credible or the cross-examination goes terribly, there is a possibility the defense will feel it doesn't need to do anything. In any criminal case, the decision to put the defendant on the stand is a high-stakes moment, says Alagrante. Doing so exposes them to questioning by the prosecution that they would otherwise avoid, but also to the way specific jurors might interpret their testimony. It introduces additional variables to an environment the defense hopes to carefully control. The default response of any defense attorney whose client wants to take the stand, says Christopher Levine, a partner at law firm Withers, is absolutely not. For all the effort that goes into preparing a defense at trial, it's virtually impossible to predict what's going to happen, particularly in cross-examination. The risk of putting Bankman-Fried on the stand is huge, he says, because of the likelihood that he is caught flat-footed by a piece of evidence that hurts his credibility. The defense narrative is likely to be predicated on the idea that Bankman-Fried did not intend to defraud anyone, even if billions of dollars went missing. But to prop up that narrative, the defense need not necessarily put Bankman-Fried on the stand. It could instead rely on witnesses that speak to his good character, or to a lack of business acumen. Having him testify may even undermine the credibility of the approach. Putting Sam on the stand is a high-wire act if your goal is to say he didn't know what he was doing, says Alagrante. I don't know that I'd want to be on the stand having to make the case that I'm an idiot. The fact that Bankman-Fried has already inserted his own version of events into the public record through his various interviews might also contribute to a decision not to let him speak. The prosecution is bound to point toward Bankman-Fried's post-collapse media tour, so his voice will permeate the trial even if his mouth is wound shut. There is also a scenario, though, in which Bankman-Fried demands to speak against the advice of his lawyers, says Alagrante, whether provoked by the testimony of others or out of a strength of belief in his ability to appeal to the sympathies of the jury. If Sam does take the stand, it will be because he has insisted on it himself. If anyone were to flout the norms, says Levine, it could be Bankman-Fried, judging by his proclivity for public displays. Some folks think they are smarter than everybody else in the room, but that's a dangerous thing in this context. The chances of outfoxing a prosecutor in cross-examination, he says, are pretty slim. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.